Into the Zeitgeist, the comedic research podcast, is funded by you. Thank you. If you want to learn how to support the show, go to patreon.com slash WDM1. Hello and hi. Welcome to Into the Zeitgeist. Today is the 26th day of April uh, 2021. Uh, my name is David Waters and I'm joined as always by my friend and colleague Shannon the what in the Furbish <laughs> Boffman. Hi how's, David. How's it going Shannon? It's going. Living yeah. the dream. Yeah. Oh living the dream. <laughs> you know people only say that if they've had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. How was your day today? Uh, yeah, we were Typical. we both work higher education, so it's uh, we we chatted about it before. It's, you even said it in the Borat episode that it's like, oh my gosh, people take a toll on you. People take a toll on you. That's ah, uh, yeah, true. Leave it at that. Oh my goodness. Yep. <laughs> I had money involved, so you have money. Involved. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that important. <laughs> the Olympics. It's the university's money, not mine. <laughs> Anyways, I just kind of want to jump into it. I'm really excited about today's episode. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, but wait a second. You have to purge your sins. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. We did talk about this a lot this uh, last week. Purging your sins is definitely a segment. So it's my week. It's my week. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it and you know a long time ago so you know i'm sitting in the confessional and you were my my priest or priestess what? <laughs> like, you know in the catholic church okay anyways i'm sitting in a confessional and i'm about to tell you my sins so it was like i don't know it was like when i was like maybe five or so i was crystal and i my older sister we were playing you know we lived at our grandparents they lived on a farm and they had like a house down the hill or whatever um we had we were playing like a cotton blanket my dad was asleep my my uh, twin sister tanya was asleep and crystal and i were playing with this like cotton blanket and uh, it was an old old house uh, so much so that it had one of those old space heaters and um i feel like we like threw it up, you know, play that. Have you ever played that parachute game like in gym class? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were totally playing that with, you know, <laughs> this wool blanket and one of us lets go of a corner and it falls on top of the space heater. Oh my God. And it it <laughs> fucking goes up in flames. And uh, Crystal and I burned down our <laughs> our uh, childhood home at our grandparents. What? Have you ever? I've never told you Wait, the story. Wait, like the whole house caught on fire? The whole house caught on fire and it funny. burned down. No, we have a newspaper clipping of it. I'm I'm dead serious. I I can ask my mom. She, I, she has it somewhere in her files. What? So. Wait, how old were you? Uh, like five or six or something like that. I was really young because, like, okay, so I I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember the the instant of you know dropping the thing on, and then uh, it's kind of spacey in between them. But like I said, my dad and my sister were asleep, and we had to like wake up our 
wake up our parents i remember just like this like incline and there was a couch there and i was like dad dad like what the fuck <laughs> like come on like and um tanya like she was asleep too she was you know the same age as me i was like come on, get the fuck out of here and like the last thing that i remember before getting out and then like looking at the flames is like you see in the movies like flames like on like on all walls uh i remember the flames being like licking up that far like because they were asleep my dad's a horrible he's very notorious for not waking up and yeah it took a while in the house yeah dude we were young we were young and then but we all got out we were fine but yeah crystal and i burnt down the house before <laughs> so you know what you know what i say to people like whenever we go out and i'm, I'm just having a good time i'll say like yeah, I'll burn some shit. Like I'm an arsonist. Yeah, and then I tell the story, and then it's like oh it's a good joke. God, it's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, horrible in the moment, but looking back on it now, it's funny. What? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my god, I don't. What do you What do you think of that, Shannon? I'm I'm speechless. Oh, okay, all right. That's a hell of a second episode. Purge your sins. Uh, I know I had to hit you with something hard. What else do I not know about you? Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) oh shit. So yeah, purging our sins. That's uh, I love this this idea of a segment because now now you're gonna be thinking about that for the next forever <laughs> did you lose like your toys yeah was, so was, sad yeah no no but i mean i don't remember any i mean it was like right when my memory was like coming to and that's why i only remember like bits and pieces of it your we were that young yeah your memory was coming to from what my fucking memory kicks in at like age five or six or something like what? that What? i have memories from way before okay then. okay maybe it wasn't that because yeah you're right i was like i'm thinking back on kindergarten i was like i don't remember kindergarten maybe you like well. blacked it out because it was so Very traumatic Ooh, yeah like maybe traumatizing trauma. but i don't know we're all fine so I mean, besides the house, obviously. But they sold yeah. that land. They got a second farm now, so really? we're good. Where was this? I was in uh, Lake Dallas. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to find that newspaper clipping. I'm going to find that newspaper clipping. So, like, did the fire department come? Totally. And so, were they, like, did you have to tell them what happened? I I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm sure my... We we explained it all. Where I was a big, I was a pussy. Yeah, you know, so like I'm five years old. Yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, fucking put the hell's down. Don't hurt me. <laughs> you know. That's why I'm trying to like just picture tiny, tiny me, a little kid mm-hmm. being like. Mm-hmm. I was a skinny lad whenever I was back that. Then Aww. it wasn't until like middle school that I started packing all the pounds. So I was a skinny lad running through that house, firewalls everywhere. What? No, I'm kidding. What? I'm, I'm, that is exactly, yeah, I'm exaggerating that a little bit. But I do, that's what I remember from the memory is like, just like all of the walls, at least having like flames like up to here or something. Yeah, dude, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, the whole house burned down. The whole that's house. so scary. It was. was it a one story house? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so you were like all on the first floor and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but an older house, so have that yeah. space in it. So there it goes. Wool blanket, you know. We were fucking kids. We didn't know any better. 
I mean, like, does that even happen? Like, I mean, it happened to us. I know, I know, but I mean, like, generally, like, even like if you weren't a kid, like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it should just catch on fire like that. I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's my memory of us. Like, it literally fell right on top of me. I, I don't remember if it was like a cold month or something, but it was. It was. It was pretty it's piping. Just like super it was, hot. Yeah, it was piping. Yeah, my mom was at work or something like that. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Damn. I know. Now you're going to be thinking about that for a while. Well, you burn brought it house, up. Burn down your house. No, I'm just you kidding. brought it up. <laughs> I love it. I didn't even tell you to bring bring it up. Well, I love I love this Purging Your Sons segment because that was a good one. That was dark. Dark? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I didn't purposely do it, Shane. I was a child. <laughs> My lord. Shane, let's Oh, I knew you didn't do it on purpose. It's just sad. Like, Oh, totally. I mean, and dark. Like, the house turned down. Oh, gosh. I, lo- I guess I'll let the audience decide. And I'll make a poll. <laughs> it's like, is that depressing or is that, in hindsight, funny? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny, but... God damn it, Shane. You make me think about this too much. <laughs> Shannon, let's move on. I have to think about it now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> For the uninitiated, Into the Zeitgeist is our bi-weekly comedic research podcast where we explore touchstones of the past and bring them back up to be talked about. This week, we're talking about Furbies. Furbies. Yeah. Did you have one when you were growing up, Shannon? Yeah, actually. I had Did like, you have multiple growing yeah. up, Shannon? Oh, God. Yeah. Tell me. I had a bunch of Did you of have them. a favorite? And, like, my parents were separated, and I had, like, Furbies at each house. Like, oh. <laughs> you sometimes, like, bring one yeah, over would, to, like, like sleep over. I would totally switch them out. Awesome. My parents wouldn't notice. But, yeah, I would totally switch them out so they could meet each other. I totally thought that they were, like, actually talking to each other. Like, actually oh, right. yeah, communicating. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I had a whole bunch. I feel like I can picture a purple one that I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you talking about it just now, like, brought brought back some memories, like, of a few that, that we... <laughs> I guess I never really picked up on the the sound thing. Like I never really clicked because there was always we always had like dead batteries or whatever <laughs> in our Furbies. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So nonetheless, you said you had a purple one, and what was the other one? I did. I, well, I had a bunch of them. Like I said, I had them. Like my parents were separated. I had them at each house. And I have multiple of them. And, but the one, I know I had a purple one. And then I'm also pretty sure I had one that almost looked kind of like a Dalmatian. Like it had black spots. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that one, so same. Like we never changed the batteries. That's why I was laughing so hard at that. Because I feel like that also follows you in life where you don't change the batteries in anything. Well, I mean, that's a lot of Furbies and that's a lot of batteries. True. Well, so. So this spotted one, like, it's the batteries were dying, and I just remember being a little kid, and I was asleep in my bed, and I had my Furby on a bookshelf, and I'm just laying there, and I think I fell asleep, and it was, like, late at night, and all of a sudden, I hear this, like, And then it, like, stops, and then it keeps doing it over and over again. And so, like, 
my reaction when anything like that happens has always been to just like jump up. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, when yeah, oh like God. I just jump up oh, and scary. so <laughs> I'm like freaking out. I run to get my mom because it's like dark. I don't know that it's gonna be this Furby right. whose battery's dying. Uh-huh. I go to get my mom. My mom comes in. And of course, it's not making the noise, right? Because mom's there, so it's not going to do it. Mm, And so then I think it finally did it, and she found it, and we figured it out. And I was just like, that's so scary. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Uh Get Uh that away from me. (laughs) Did you not like Furbies after that moment? I didn't like the spotted ones, but like (laughs) they were all one color, then it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good story oh my god i think i remember seeing that spotted one we'll talk about it later but the special edition ones yeah Yeah, i think it was in there i can't remember exactly which one but i think it was too yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man like i I was watching you know doing some research before and like looking up all the weird fucking sounds that they made yes um especially like i guess like when the batteries would get lower or whatever make it just go slower and then um like I don't even know the other examples. They were like demonic at a point. Yes, that's literally what this was. I sw- I swear, I swear. That's traumatizing. It was so terrifying. Right. Oh my god! A- but wait, well, so what do you remember about Furbies? What are your stories? You said I jogged your memory. Oh yeah, definitely. So I remember. Yeah, so my sisters had them. Uh, they had them a lot, and. I remember you telling me about the batteries. The batteries, you know, they weren't good, but they only had, they had two or three each. I never had them myself personally. And I, I even think my, my younger sisters, even like they were born in 2000, 2001. And I, th- I even think that they had them. So weren't they released in like 98? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't too long after. And they were always so weird. I always thought the, the talking to each other was really weird. I guess I didn't understand it whenever I was younger, but like them learning English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, um, there was, I, you know, there was a rabbit hole that I went down and read it oh. back in college and I found that picture. Have you ever seen that like caterpillar Furby? That it's like multiple Furbies stacked on one one another, and it like, oh, dude, it's nightmare fuel. What? It's nightmare fuel. Uh, oh, please go look at Google it, audience. It, it'll, yeah, it's Wait, interesting. What? What is, what is it? Uh, just type in type in Furby caterpillar, and it'll pop up. We're doing this. Yeah, it's. Oh God. Okay. It's like some Tumblr post or something. This is basically like. It's it's plush. It's like a plush toy, but it's in the shape of a caterpillar. But it, instead of like caterpillar legs, there's like weird Furby claws, and then it has Furby ears. It has the like each one of the feet are like the Furby feet. Yeah, yeah. I think that is what's maybe most disturbing about it. <laughs> the the feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Like the fact that they're. I feel like almost like if the feet weren't there, it wouldn't be wouldn't terrible. Be as bad. Mm. It wouldn't be terrible. Furby snake. Ugh. But that That's is 
terrifying. It's yes, terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really the only thing that I knew <laughs> about furbies. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, nothing else. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see what you researched. Do you want to go ahead and jump into it? Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, it, I was kind of surprised at like all the stuff I found about Furbies. I was like earlier looking into it and there's a few podcasts that, you know, talk about Furbies, but none of them are very long. But I feel like like there's just so much to them that I don't know. I, I thought was unexpected. Um, they were created by these three guys: David Hampton, Caleb Chung, and Richard Levy. And I, they came out in 1998, um, and it they kind of came out near the end of that year, um, and they sold 1.8 million. Which is kind of seems to me like a lot, especially in '98. Yeah, and that was just at the end of the year, and then the next year in 1999, 14 million were sold. Um, after three years on the market, 40 million Furbies um, were sold. Oh, God, that's a lot of Furbies! Isn't that crazy? But it's you know what's interesting about Furbies? I feel like and. I don't know if it's because it's a toy or if I've just been watching a lot of Shark Tank, but like, I feel like all the gimmicks they have, like, especially for the time would make me want to invest in that. Like, cause you're not just having like this one Burby, like you're, tr- you're getting repeat customers because you're like, Burbies talk to each other. Right. Like it's more kind of built into that model. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like the more you have, the more they're gonna learn. Right. Like, like one learns something and they can teach it to the other ones or something. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was, you know, all, I think it's very pertinent. You said like that time because I remember at that time also there was. I was talking about it with somebody the other day, but there was that robot dog. Um, yes, I and think it had, I like have it didn't have one. eyes, but it had the like scrolling text bar or like the ticker. Across the eyes. For his eyes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I had one of those. Yeah, I totally had them. You did? I sure did. I had the blue one. I had a purple one, really? I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was like at the same time as Furbies, I feel. And like, I think hmm. that was just becoming a thing. Like some, I think I read it in some Wikipedia, Wikipedia um, thing, but it was like domesticated robot. I think that's the verbiage they used. And I was just like, oh, interesting maybe that's why i think maybe that was the catch of it because you know it was it was after well no it was technically before the you know y2k which i wonder how people felt about (laughs) furbies and y2k together yeah you know what's funny too is because you were just talking about how you recently watched stepford wives and that kind of like carries over to like with the robots Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Yeah, it's a nice case study. I'd like to look into who who was freaked out by Furbies into the. Oh, I wonder how many Furbies ended up in a landfill. That's so sad. Like after Y two K, they're like, they all just like, like nope. They're all in a landfill. Did you? And to this day, they're all shrieking. <laughs> they're demonic. Oh, <laughs> just like, huddled together like penguins in the trash, <laughs> like a landfill. Oh, I don't like that thought. <laughs> oh 
my god, that's like, like a conglomerate. <laughs> that's like one of Dante's circles of hell. It's I know. Like... I was just thinking that. <laughs> Shut I was up. Just thinking that, like some morphed. Like I, I remember some dude like in the ground, and I was reading Dante's Inferno in high school, and like some dude was like in the ground, and um, he was just like in this like stink pit or something. I don't remember if it was that or like he had to eat himself to death, like the gluttony. Uh, but I was thinking, like, some demorphed furry monster thing. You just have to, like, listen to their shrieks. And, like, your hands are cut off, so you can't cover your ears. Oh, no. <laughs> you have, like, extra furby ears on you, so you hear more? Yes! Mm. Mm. What a hell. That's a definitely a circle of hell right there. Damn. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, you know, I was about to say, like... You know, in my own research, I saw that, yeah, definitely in that 1998 holiday season, like, it fucking, like, I don't know what, I think it was that domesticated robot or just, like, once a fad catches on, just like the internet today, you know, if it, it was like wildfire, even in 98, and, yeah, you know, that just bled over into it. Something else I think, too, is there, I can, like, still recall commercials for them. Like, I feel like commercials for them were on all the time on every channel like they weren't just you know on kids channels like mm -hmm. I, I remember like watching survivor and seeing the commercials mm -hmm. for burby i was uh, in my research like i w went to some website and had like a collection of the trailers and i was like oh yeah oh yeah that was i remember this i remember this i was alive yeah i was alive like they had a lot of marketing and i feel like that definitely helped yeah, sure. Uh, I don't... Was it Hasbro who had it? No, it was like Tiger Electronics or something? It was. Uh, yeah. But it was one of those big like electric like, toy electronic companies, and, and I'm sure they had a nice marketing team behind it. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like we should know that, like who it was. Well, I guess why you looked at it. It, is, it was Tiger Electronics Tiger and, Electronics has, and then Hasbro. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I think it was from uh, Tiger like, Electronics from like 98 and then in 2000, 2001. That's when it switched over to Hasbro. Yeah. So. That's exactly right. Um. So what I was about to say is like during that time, like uh, it just got, you know, demand, you know, supply and demand. You know, I took an economics class in high school. I know how it works. <laughs> uh, like the, just the demand was so high and, uh, it just, it, it was a breeding ground for scalpers and it, it wouldn't be, it would be common that, you know, these Furbies that were priced at like $35 to go for like 300 plus, you know, several, several yeah. hundred dollars. Oh my God. You know what that makes me think of? What? <laughs> <laughs> that episode of The Office where um, Dwight buys all those uh, Barbie dolls and? at Christmas time, and then he uh, like he's selling them on the side, and so people come up oh, and buy totally, them. Totally, totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like only and Toby goes up there and tries to buy one, and then he's like sold the last one, and so then he sells one to Daryl, and Toby gives him like five hundred dollars for it. The dolls. Is a black Barbie doll girl. And Daryl's like, and Toby just like makes his face, and Daryl's like, what's wrong with it? Toby's like, it's great. Yeah. Oh man, I just imagine that, but like with Furbies. Oh, totally. Someone has their lucrative versions of them, like Furby business. They produced of age, but I'm curious, like, if there was like some 
scalper trading, like more intense scalper trading than there normally would be since there were all these like versions. <laughs> Like a fantasy football league or something, oh like, or like flipping shit, you know. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, see a source, but I saw on Wikipedia that, like, you know, it led to um, like parental battles and arguments, and uh, you know, I, I can only assume that, you know, with that, you know, parental arguments and uh, like fights increased as like supplies dwindled, and when retailers ran out, uh, parents like turned to the internet and. Um, you know, that was right around the time that the internet was kind of grinding those gears. Right. Like, I wonder, like, they're probably using Craigslist or eBay to, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's so weird to think about. And, like, I don't, they're probably selling them in newspapers. Like. Oh, yeah, it mentioned it. It mentioned it in, like, the, um, you know, what was it, the wanted section or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, there's wanted ads for Furby. Back in 98, I guess, yeah. Back in 99. <laughs> uh, Shannon, before we jump into the more um, the meat of it, uh, there was... So do you remember that each Furby came with that, like, tag? Uh, kind of like Beanie Babies do? Yeah! Um, oh my god, yeah! So I wanted to read the poem of, like, it's like... it's. I don't think it's a story, but it's just a nice little clip, okay. and I think it'll give a nice baseline. Uh, make sure I have the right cadence for it. So it says, uh, some Furbies are gray, and others are white. Some Furbies are black, as black as night. Uh, some have tails, and others mane. Small of stature, big of heart, all Furbies are so very smart. They speak a language all their own, for Furbish is a language quite unknown. Furbies need may may and mala and they weety and lulu they play furby says and hide and seek and into the future they can peek <laughs> so when you take your furby home uh you will never be alone the more you play the more they fur the f- god damn it the more you play the more they do furby will keep you well, oh my god, I am I'm fucked that. I don't know what I'm not reading the rest of it, but that's that's really nice. But it says the more they do, Furby will keep amazing you. Oh. It's weird because like those last lines don't rhyme with anything. Not really. Not really. I that's why really... I was having such a hard time with it. <laughs> I guess they had to like put I wonder... some marketing shit at the bottom of it. Maybe it was like originally in like a different language or something. Possibly. And then they translated it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see some localization problems there. <laughs> Especially I mean there were, so that's the that's the short version on the instruction manual. They had a page oh of Oh my it. god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that Okay. Interesting. I do kind of remember that. Yeah. In the yeah. deep, dark crevices of my brain. Yeah. Um, Shannon, what you got? Um, there was surprisingly an excellent bustle article written about Furbies. It was written a little while back, but um, it's a really excellent article. I'm sure will be linked in the show notes. Um, but in the article, there was a link to a video with one of the creators, and it was um, Caleb Chung, and it's the most heartwarming video yeah, you know, from uh, the sky. 
Um, and he just tells his story. It's a great video. Definitely watch, read the article and watch that because both are really well done. Um, and in the video, though, it shows the Furby prototype. Oh, yes, it does. Did it's you sh- see that? Like that little tan one. It With looked like it eyes. had like Corella Deville <laughs> eyelashes and like like yes. her mascara was like messed up, and it looked it looked like a really creepy Furby. Yeah, and one of the eyes is like wonky, and it was it was a little bit smaller. Yeah, yeah than definitely. what it was. Like, but that just kind of struck me, and it made me wonder too. I watched the video a few times, and I I was thinking like I wonder. Like, did they have a focus group to, like, change change it to make the edits that they did? Like, whose opinion did they seek out and who suggested those changes? You would think that they're, like, I mean, they were, like, toy makers. He, he mentioned in the interview. I watched it, you know, before you came over. And he was, like, or we watched it right before as well. And he was mentioning that, like... He was somebody who would create the idea and somebody who like facilitates the rest of it. He's just like the, you know, light bulb guy. Yeah. And uh Yeah, that Furby was creepy. Yeah, and and you know, that's something else I was thinking about too, is like because in that in the video, if you watch it, they show drawings and markups of it. And maybe because I can see both sides to this, but my first instinct is to think, like, why didn't he just do, like, a kitten or a puppy or... True. Like, with the robot dog we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But then, on the other side of that, like, they create its own language, which I think, you know, is an appeal. It's, like, unique to the, to Furbies, you know, is that language. And... I don't, I don't know if I included this in my original research, but David Hampton, he kind of created the Furbish language. Did really? Yeah. So Furbies oh. have their own language, but I think a part of what you were talking about with the poem, mm-hmm. I think in that, like, whatever that was, it would also teach you certain words in Furbish and, like, what they meant in English. And I think they were like different for each Furby. So that was kind of another appeal to buying more Furbies as you learned more words or Furbish, I guess I should say. So Furbish was like a mix of these different languages. One of them was Hebrew because that stuck out to me. And then there were two other specific ones do you remember that Mm-mm. um there was t- i remember it said like like 24 languages in total. yeah there were like 44 in total but there were like three main ones i want to say thai like might have been one of them Maybe. um i don't know if that's a language actually or thai? just a place <laughs> or Thailand? a descriptor i don't know <laughs> i was like i was like i was thinking about it like after you said it, i was like i'm gonna go with it because i typically do but i think i'm gonna have to call you out on that one i think it's mandarin <laughs> Mandarin and you know, I don't think Mandarin was one of the ones uh, listed though. I think like maybe Russian, but this guy David Hampton knew all these different languages, and so linguist or something. He he was in the Navy, I want to say. Oh, really? He was in like some branch of the military, I want to say it was the Navy, and he learned like all these different languages. And yeah, he was kind of like the creator, a linguist, I guess you could call him that now. He created this language. Um, Furbish, and anyways, I just um, I mean, wanted to bring it that was up. Pretty basic in the, I mean, the for at least those first generations, you know, I only had a 
certain number of phrases uh, as you know toys can only have that certain yeah capacity, but you know it's it's still impressive for sure like he's no tolkien <laughs> <laughs> no not at all not at all but i mean i don't know i think just the whole concept of it i think you know that is something that is unique to furby that like you a creator couldn't have you know gotten from a kitten or a puppy mm-hmm. or like see and i i kind of have to you know not be devil's advocate but kind of go in that same vein but i think maybe that's why they were so popular is because they had that like faux yeah and uh i thought it was weird that like i swear like every single one that i looked at had that like little mohawk oh my god uh, yeah. thing going on and uh i i put it later later but people like apparently it was that faux fur and you could like shave it and like groom your furby too what yeah like if it got like you know split ends or something <laughs> you, could, you could, like shave your furby down or something yeah you know? so crazy but then you would just have a short haired furby oh i thought you were implying the hair was gonna grow back i don't oh, know why oh, i thought no, that no, no. i don't I think like, toys did that, that i don't think toys today do that <laughs> i don't know why i thought that anyways um yeah that's really cool though i they're just really ingenious i guess with a lot of their design mm-hmm. ideas and choices it, it's almost reminiscent to me of like troll dolls although i guess like trolls already kind of existed weren't they like the 80s or something like that yeah right. troll dolls are a little bit before us but there's just like something to that kind of like i don't know creative toy that's not just a typical thing kids see every day like horses right. or whatever yeah some cliche toy like a t-rex yeah there you go in the video yeah. like, I, I was big into the dinosaurs growing up so yeah it's like you know i get that but like you know me thinking about that it makes me think of all the many versions and this is where i kind of wanted to get into like i was looking through a few okay <laughs> in my yeah research and so there you know you you got to have the graduation Furby. Uh, so, like, when people graduate, they can get a Furby. And just, like, with the tiny little... Uh, what, are the, what do they call those fucking... Graduation cap? Is that what they fucking call? Oh, uh, there's a word. I work in a higher education facility, yeah. and I think I should know that. Same. But your mortar, brick and mortar... I don't know. <laughs> what? There's like a... You would get it at the <laughs> library or something. I mean, it was brick or mortar. But <laughs> There's like a word for it. I can't think of it. Think Anyways. Yeah. What like, would you do, though? Okay. Mm-hmm. Pause for a second. Graduation Furby. Mm-hmm. So you graduate from high school. Uh-huh. They give you this Furby. You take it with you to college. And you get bullied for it. <laughs> you just have it in your dorm room. Like, I, I didn't look into the, like, stats of the ages of people who own Furbies. I just mm-hmm. assumed they were children. Oh, but I'm yeah. like, graduation Furby, like... Well, I mean, I can't say... I can't say, like... I mean, I, I guess it's the same with, like, Beanie Babies. There's, like, those, like, avid fans. I'm sure there was people who kept their Furbies and brought them to college and, like, put them on their window seals and... Gosh. <laughs> you know how college students, like, do the alcohol bottles? <laughs> <laughs> Could, like do the Furbies, <laughs> dude. When they were McDonald's toys, my, my my parents had that going for a while on their desk at work. I was they looking have... at that photo, and that was a bitch ass Furby. That like that McDonald's Furby wants shit. Well, I mean, it was a free toy. Yeah, but it was I... shit. They could have. I don't know. 
They, they were gave pretty me cool for a free toy. That is true. That is true. I threw it in the trash, I think. Fair enough. That gave it to my sisters, I'm sure. What other? So we, McDonald's oh, so, ones. What other kinds were there? So, uh, there was obviously holiday themed ones. Um, there was actually a presidential Furby that looks like Trump. What? Totally looks but like wait, Trump. But wait, when was that created? Was that recent? No, no, it wasn't recent. But it just looks like him. And like apparently they had this like campaign of like it's, hashtag, it wasn't ha- there was no hashtags in that time but they oh were like Furby God. for president or whatever. Okay, I have it pulled up. It does look like Donald Trump. I think, and I was gonna say this before I even saw it. Mm-hmm. It's because of the mohawk hair thing. Oh, totally. So it has the mohawk it hair like thing the, going the on. Poof, he has or whatever. And it's, and it's just generally orange. Yeah, just generally orange. So um, yeah, definitely looked like that. So that's... that one, and then there was actually like you know, nineties was a hell of a decade, and they like, capitalism. And they had contests like Saturday morning cartoons that would have those commercials that come on. It was uh, High C and Kids Kid Cuisine did a contest, and they had like special Furbies made for that contest. And that oh were it was just uh, it was kind of the color palette of you know Kid Cuisine or High C or whatever, but it was just a Furby. And I think like it came with like an accessory or something like stitched to its hand or foot or whatever the fuck. Or like a base, like that you can put. I don't know, but it was called mm. Furby Buddies, and they were really dumbed down type, and they could only say five phrases. They made one was for the kid cuisine one, and then another the Chicago Cubs had a Furby. <laughs> what a gimmick! Like... Yeah, I know. Like you just like you're tacking on. Like they made. F- I can only imagine the people who produced those Furbies were fucking rolling, rolling in the dough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a lot of Furbies if you think about it. It is. It's so many and just like everything about it was so naturally strategic. It's like they weren't even trying. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was it was still, you know, we were still kind of in the analog days and things still spread by word of mouth. But like I said earlier, it was literally like a wildfire, just like, you know, the Internet is today. Yeah, I mean, it was 1998, and in that quarter, all that money. That's that's true too, and I, yeah, I mean, that's a a lot of good points because things things haven't really gone viral yet. Yeah. So it's like the most you could have is like on primetime TV. uh, But then kids go to school and they talk to each other in school and if you're showing up to school with a Furby, like, every other kid's gonna want to show up with a Furby. Totally. Oh, totally. That's probably, yeah, that's probably part of it. They have a prime market, a naturally strategic idea, like, I don't know. It was very unique because, like, I, I imagine, like, if I was, if I was, if I was a child now and I sat at a lunch table and I saw this kid across the way, like, talking to a furby be like oh like, i don't know yeah but if you <laughs> but if you have oh you're saying today but like if you are back then and you see a kid talking to a furby and you have a furby you're gonna pull it out and oh. then y'all are gonna like be best friends and, and your Show furbies and are gonna talk other. to each other and <laughs> sure there was a lot of special moments at show and tell where multiple people brought their Furbies and they were talking with one another. Aww. Aww. Heartwarming. 
Oh my god, how boring though. Like you're just in show and tell and all the kids are just showing their Furbies and you're like You have the Furbies McDonald. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, please don't have a spotted Furby. Makes <laughs> <laughs> demon sounds. Bring your Furbies to oh class day. Some poor kid brings his like older brother's dying Furby to class. Oh no. It just starts going off. Oh, no. oh my god. No. <laughs> you know what though i think we skipped over this earlier mm-hmm. and i was gonna say like yeah like the whole concept and everything is just so unique and clever the only thing to me that almost seems more clever for the time were the tamagotchi just because they were like smaller and portable right. like didn't you put that it was like an inspiration for it i don't think he mentioned it in the video or wait, yeah, he did. He yeah, did. he mentioned it. He talked about them. Yeah, it was very brief. It definitely influenced them for sure. I think it was like the digital pet thing that kind of yeah was. I guess the and I and you know I feel like they're lucky in the sense that Tamagotchi came out first because like Tamagotchi proved that kids were willing to like take care of something like that yeah. and to like invest time in it, proving and, ground or proving product or whatever. Because I feel like that was risky. Like, props to them for that, because, I don't know, I can't think of, I mean, most of my, I think I maybe had two Tamagotchi, they died, Mm -hmm. I couldn't commit to it, but I can't really think of anything I could as a kid that, like, held my attention for that long. Right, yeah, no, I think, my sisters are obsessed with Tamagotchis, too, I never was into it either, Yeah, but. I definitely knew that it was a fad going on because like yeah. everybody, I mean, I swear like everybody had, it had that like key, key ring thing. You just yeah. Throw, I mean, you're a kid, you don't really have a key ring. You just like throw it on your Exactly. Or you know? Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if I was older, if I would have liked Tamagotchi a little more. I don't know. Maybe that not. was also the inspiration for Digimon too. We talked about it in the movie podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I mean, it's cool, like Digimon, because that's essentially what it is. But it was a fad to like the digital age. But it really in just the like the two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah, I don't know. I really showed that kids were interested in that. I yeah. guess like we were a different generation. It like different things. It's like I it, feel like our parents were just so opposed to it. Yeah, but they really tested our our boundaries. I feel like. In I a think way. maybe we push those boundaries to get the toy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think maybe I remember maybe I was I asked for that little like dog robot thing. I think yeah. I played music too. That's, that's yeah, I remember mine made music. I didn't ask for it. My mom just got it for me one Christmas, I remember. Um I don't know. Yeah. I I I will say like as much as as cool as that thing was, I feel like the experience of it was kind of short lived. And at the end of the day, like as a kid, I wanted a real dog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a nice placeholder. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I I I remember my mom getting me that, but I much more remember the day we like got my first dog. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's sweet. Furbies were just a stepping stone. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the dog pet was just a stepping stone. With the mom, I, I taught my Furby all these words. <laughs> I promise the dog won't make demonic noises at night. Well, well, Wait, the dog that, doesn't but... have to have batteries. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. I'm spending a fortune. <laughs> spending a fortune on batteries or spending a fortune on dog food? Mm, which... Uh, Shannon, there was one more um, special edition. I actually mentioned it last week, so I I was mistaken. I was quick in my research, and I, I mentioned that it was like Princess Diana uh, Furby <laughs> edition, and it was not. It was not. It looked it, like her. It definitely did. It had the tiara like Princess it Diana It was had. reminiscent and, of her. But it was a bejeweled Furby, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, last week I mistakenly did it, but you know, only five were produced. And you want to know what the price tag was on them? Oh God, hundred thousand. Jesus, hundred thousand a pop. Uh, like, I read, I read further jeweled? on there. There was like only two that were sold, and there's like three in museums. Wait, didn't you tell me that one of them was in the Adam Sandler movie? Or Which like one? the 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 Adam Sandler movie, the Jim Jim. <sighs> It was a recent Adam Sandler movie, and I remember seeing a oh, Furby. Oh, oh, no, no, okay, no, that's not what you're thinking of. Um, oh. It's Uncut Gems. Is the Uncut movie Gems, is yes, that's about. a movie that was a good movie. Yes, it was a good movie. I liked it, uh, but it was like he had—he was just a jewelry guy, and he had like a, a chain and had like a, a diamond Furby. Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm sure that's where the confusion came in. But yeah, I wonder what the inspiration for that was. 90s kids becoming rappers and being nostalgic. And it just That's why they made it. That's cultivated by Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the movie itself? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the jewelry. No, I was. I was talking about the jewelry. Oh, okay. And, but, like, yeah. where, like, why they put that on him more so. Not like... I mean, it's just a cool visual. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, it's something to look at. I don't know. Uh, that's uh, bringing Furbies into the zeitgeist for you. <laughs> hey, oh my goodness. <laughs> Adam Sandler doing it for us. <laughs> In case you were wondering why we're talking about right. them. Oh, Lord. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. So, we kind of talked about um, Tamagotchi and how it inspired them. So, Furbies, you know, um, kind of in line with that, they were created to make you believe that they were alive. Um However, when they so when they first came out, this was really successful. And I don't think I wrote this in here, but um so obviously like Furbies are they're coded and maybe I do talk about this later, but I'm going to talk about it now. To, you know, say words at certain times, say they're Furbish, say English, mm-hmm. like it's all this like code, but you know, the way they react to a kid rubbing their stomach or touching their tongue or rubbing their head that like the way they react to that, like it's all programmed, but it makes it's programmed to make you think you're the one getting that reaction from them. Does that make sense? So like you're putting their stomach and it goes, Ooh. And so you're thinking like, Oh, whenever I pet your stomach, like that makes you happy. Hmm. And, like, it, it makes the kid think that. But at the end of the day, like, it's a robot. Like, yeah, it's, it's pre-programmed. It's a facade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that made me really well, sad to th- I'm, think, about think about just now. I feel like I'm just now processing that out loud. I, uh, well, I mean, I feel like that was the gimmick, though. Like, because it, 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 it was the... <clears throat> 
the pet that you didn't necessarily have to take care of. You could pick up, put down. Yeah. And I guess, too, like that, it still relies, like, on your childhood, like, imagination, you know? True. True. Good point. Good point. You kind of suspend that disbelief, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But um, so then, so those Furbies did really well um, in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. And then they relaunched, but it didn't do as well. Then they relaunched again in 2012, and they did better because they actually programmed it to, like, develop different personality types. So the original Furby, um, it could only really, like, end up being, like, happy and, like, warm and cozy. Um, It could get mad at at you like mm-hmm. if you yeah, shook it upside down or something right. you it would get really mad or sad with you that you were doing that to it but like say you spent and invested all the time in a furby you did a tamagotchi at the end of it once the furby's you know fully programmed i guess could be a way to put that right, yeah. it's gonna be like happy but with mm. these ones in 2012 like they could end up like with all like different personalities i think there were like uh it says an array of different ones but i want to say i read that there were like 12 different ones it could be um what, so you just have a mad furby all the time yeah. like in 2012 like when they came out with those like would you just get a mad furby i can't remember if mad was one of the descriptors or not but mm. let's say it was i think like if you then like spend time with it it could change, change. still be mad but yeah a little less so <laughs> because you <laughs> screwed it up from the beginning hey, like some know. westworld stuff like know, it's always gonna know. remember it's <laughs> gonna remember that one time it hit you you hit it or whatever you do it across the <laughs> It's going to remember that one time you ran out of the room screaming. <laughs> Could you throw a Furby across the room? Oh, I'm sure. Like into a wall? Like, say oh, it's I'm a sure. Furby turned on. It's just started speaking at you in Furbish. Could you throw it across the room and make it hit a wall? Um, I don't think it's a question of can I. It's more of like how fast can I? <laughs> really? I feel like I would feel so bad. Oh, man, no. That story is going to stick with me. I, I'm going to like listen for furbies all the time now oh goodness uh, shannon um, i wanted to like i put down a list of the little phrases i did a horrible job whenever i was reading the poem but there's here's a few of them it was ame coco it says it meant pet me more it says new law that means happy uh, I think it. I think it's New Lou. Oh, New Lou. Okay, <laughs> like Waterloo, <laughs> like Waterloo. Oh my god. Yeah. New Lou. Mimi Alay. Very hungry. It's a Mimi Ate. <laughs> it's a tea. <laughs> you want to read that last one? <laughs> I love it. Da do a wa, and that means big fun. This is like what I was talking about earlier. Like the Furbies would also come with this kind of thing and it would like have the furbish and then like what it meant in english and i want to say different furbies had like different ones but they said more phrases than this and other phrases meant different things so we definitely didn't cover all of them and then the new one that came out um it had even more to say but i believe it still spoke furbish um the new ones were like 50 dollars but really compared to the for something like that 
Yeah, but so the original one I want to say was like thirty five dollars. So like mm-hmm. really, we in two thousand twelve, like with inflation, like the new Furbies really weren't that much. Yeah, more. you're probably right about that. Yeah. But it's just kind of crazy to me, like. I don't know the market for that. I I couldn't tell you. Like I couldn't recall 2012 Furby commercial. Oh, no, I don't totally. know. I was looking through doing my research, and there was a lot of different lines of Furbies. Like I mean, like I feel it was like every three four years that they had a new line because they had that first gen, and I think they like named it the second gen. But then it went to like you were talking about the 2012 one. That was I think they just relaunched it, and they still called it. Furby proper. Yeah. But then they got into like Furby Connect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like Furby that. I think, Connect. I think we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll soon. talk about that. Um, but yeah, you, uh, I also, when you were just reading through the outline, I saw that you mentioned something about it being in the Computer History Museum in California, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, the original Furby was added to the Computer History Museum in California as part of its permanent collection. Mm. Um, did you have an opinion about that? No, no. I, I just think it's curious. Like, you get the, you know, every hobby has its own thing. And you want to, like, you know, collect it. Every, collectors collect their things, you know. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some crazy-ass people with some big-ass rooms full of Furbies. But I think what's interesting is, like, so it's in the Computer History Museum. And... I read about that in this article, which has the best title. It's called Coded for Cuteness. I'm sure it'll be linked. Read it. Super cute and good. But so like we've kind of been talking about this furbish language, furbies are coded to do that. I have no idea how coding works, like what that entails, what that involves. But I know for sure, like in the late 90s, it was way more complicated than it is now and so i do think you know for it to be in this museum just kind of shows how impressive that was for the time like yeah yeah no i mean it's i only understand computer science very at a basic basic level but that takes that takes a lot takes a lot especially if you're a linguist going from a made-up language into what was it did you say 44 because i saw 24 there were a bunch. I I want to. I'm sure. Say, I'm sure now they just have like all. Yeah. <laughs> like a, lot, a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. But hey, work with what you get, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, I think it's cool that they put it there in that museum and that. And it's weird too, though. I it's weirder for me to like even just like think about that. Like it's like thinking about what we're made up of, like how there's atoms and like. I don't know. It's weird thinking like how much of a role code maybe even played throughout more of my childhood than I think about. And I didn't even really know what it was or. I mean, that's the thing with artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, yeah, no, totally. It's kind of scary. It is. Seems that Furbies were. I mean, the way the way we're framing it, or the way I'm seeing it, is like it's funny to think that Furbies was the inception of that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) know? I know. I know. It's how we're framing it, but it's like as a kid who grew up with that, it's like almost impossible not to see it that way. Yeah. Like, and then now we like we're just talking about Westworld, and so like we go from our little kid brains, you know, processing a Furby. to now 
you know, we're adults and we can process this idea of like a Westworld people are robots. Right, right. You can't distinguish between the two. And two, it's, I don't know, maybe this is cool too. I'm just not thinking about a lot of things. Um, But as a kid and you're with the Furby, like you're either, I don't know, I guess the way kids interact with the Furbies is all going to be like relevant on the kid and their life. And so some kids are going to want to love it and care for it. You know, some kids are going to want to throw it at a wall, like, and be mean to it. Like it's weird how like that, those kind of toys get people to express their personalities. And then you have Westworld. That's almost like opposite where we're thinking about, what kind of personalities we want robots to have. So it's like almost like a reverse. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm sure that duality plays a little, uh, it's a little bit more intense whenever you know, we get into today, but you know, yeah. Cause I mean, nice there's to see those, the, that inception. Like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, instead of a Furby kids today have cell phones where we're learning about who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, Just putting themselves out there or whatever. Just ex- showing their personality is, you know, on social media, showing their personality is the, you know, it was a Furby and you still had that tinge of imagination. I mean, I still have that tinge of imagination, but um, yeah, no, it's funny to think about, I don't really know if there are any toys currently on the market that are like that for kids that aren't like, I am, it seems like today when I, or not today, but generally when I go to the store, if I'm like getting a toy for a kid's friend or something, mm-hmm. like the advanced toys are like STEM focused or like coding focused and it's like this fun game, but you're also going to learn this. It doesn't seem like there's anything that's just like, like for kicks. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I mean, the toys I played with were plastic, and you move their arms, and yeah. you made the imagination. Like, we used to play with them. the wrestling action figures all the time. Yeah. Like, and you would just have to obviously use your imagination with all that, you know? Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. It's weird to think about. Do you think you still have that tinge of imagination, Shannon? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Being you know creative with the podcast and stuff it's uh it's a different outlet for the creativeness but or the you know imagination yeah um i think it, i think it plays out most whenever i play D. oh that's so good. much so like whenever i play dungeon master or something you know, nice you're making the story and it's like it literally coming uh with the you know the D one versus one i'm making that on the spot so it's like i have to i have to like you know yeah. think of it you know so it's fun. Yeah, I feel like for me, I feel like it sticks with me in my everyday life because I love to embellish a story. Like, just embellish it, make mm-hmm. it better, yeah. and, you know. Give it that fluff, that good fluff. The fluff, the flair, mm-hmm. and people enjoy it more, and, like, you feed off that. Mm-hmm. And that's where personality shows, too. True. So, yeah, let's move on. Love it. Oh, how do we even, like, segue into this? I was about to say, like, you mm. know, last week we were talking about a conspiracy with the... Um, well, it wasn't conspiracy. It was actually a thing that happened, but, like, I just... Oh, my God, 9-11 a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, that that controversy with uh, the Amanda show, um, you know, that sort of thing kind of... I don't know, Furby's... I feel like Furby's has a little bit more 
Yeah. Nuance with how, like, I guess. Yeah, we get into it. Yeah, uh, the like, conspiracy for Furby is a lot less foot fetish size. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So what was the conspiracy? Yeah, so <laughs> so there's actually a lot of wacky stuff people thought about with Furbies, which is funny to think about, too, because we were just now talking about how far technologies come. And maybe that's the transition here is like when you think about some of this, you have to think back to where people's minds were when Furbies first came out. (laughs) So you, you have to think backwards. But so I read this article, a BBC article from 1999. It's linked you can check it out. Like the layout looks old with it. Like yes. I don't know how this web page that, that one was really atrocious. Didn't get updated in its life, but it's adorable. It's like a treasure of the internet past. Yeah, like web archive or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyways, so this BBC article from 1999 it, it talks about how the NSA had a classified investigation that insinuated. Furbies were spying on us by being able to listen and repeat what they heard. And this became known as the, and I quote, the Furby alert. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You know, you were just saying it just a second ago. You know what popped in my mind? I kind of like smiled to myself. The uh, at the time, you know, it was. 2000, 2001, or, you know, 2001, 9 uh, I was just thinking of that, the general zeitgeist of that time. Yeah. And then Furby's, uh, you know, just having such an explosion, you know, the, the four years before Poor that. choice of language, but okay. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> you just said in the, you were like, so 9-11 and then Furby's had an explosion. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was bad. Oh, that was so bad. I'm so and then you made that. me explain it to you. <laughs> well, uh, hey, you know what? We're here to learn on this show. Oh, my God, that was bad. Oh, sorry. Living <gasps> in ignorance. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Um, no, but yeah. Oh, I was about to say exploded again. <laughs> Furbies <laughs> were very popular in the years leading up to, you know, 2001. And, you know, after that point, the zeitgeist had changed. This NSA, this investigation, like, that was right when, like, the information technology or, you know, information age started coming on. And just people taking advantage of technologies. Like, I was, I'm thinking specifically of, um, like, the story of, like, terrorists using the ps3 for like messaging back and forth because it had like that it's kind of like i don't know if it's like whatsapp or uh, oh. whatever, had, like, privacy thing to it, and nobody could see in on it oh. and then it, it, just, it makes me think of this and i store like you know um just spying on people and we get the snowden and we're putting you know band-aids over our cameras and stuff and yeah it just made me think of that just like people taking advantage of those technologies in order to, I don't know, do some diabolical show. You know, it's funny because I'm going to sound repetitive, but it's funny that you say that because it's 
funny to me now thinking about like someone going into the NSA with their, you know, 1999 Furby and the NSA is like, you can't have that. Like that's banned. That's contraband. It can't be in here. And to me, that's funny, but it's almost like it shouldn't be funny today because it's like, who knows what someone would be capable of doing with a Furby today. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Especially with the new the new ones because they get the cameras on them. With the new ones or even with an old one, like with manipulating one. it or something like. Yeah. Tr- or, uh, yeah, being like more recording device. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, like, just, I bet that'd be, be so like easy. Ocean's Eleven, you can go in there and grab the Furby and be like, uh, what'd they say? You know. Like, I laughed about it the other day with my mom and told her about that NSA thing. And we were laughing about it. But now I'm like... Someone could like really do some damage, like unsuspectingly, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a Furby if they right exactly really wanted to. Hey, I mean, he's what you got. I said it earlier, but fuck yeah, that's it's the pressing Furby episode. Yeah. Oh my lord! But yeah, no, I think it's just, I think yeah, it was the zeitgeist at the time. So yeah, what do we do? You know, I think too. You know. It was a children's toy, so maybe, like, there was just a miscommunication, lack of understanding. Like, apparently the NSA also thought the Furbies were actually learning English, not that they were just programmed to know it. So maybe there was just, like, a misunderstanding. That's some weird behavior, yeah. Between, you know, what the toy was. Like, I mean, because it was still the late 90s. Like, I, I don't know if everyone would have thought to, like... Let me go on the internet and look up stuff about Furbies and how they work and if you could even find that on the internet. Right, exactly. Like, I don't know. Back in those days, it was just directories to websites and that you couldn't find or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, speaking of, of other weird behavior, like that I'm reading here, you wrote some, you wrote some down. Yeah. I, I love the, the swear word one, like the parents believing that, you know, the Furbies are, Furbies are teaching their kids to say swear words. That's a great conversation to have with your kid. But like, you like, so kids are going around, you know, saying, you know, bitch, motherfucker, fuck. <laughs> These Furbies are going to pick up on that. No, but like, so they're going around saying that parents are like, where'd you learn that? And then kids are blaming it on their Furby. Oh, okay. So it's all the kids' fault. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Lord. That's good. That's I would probably do that. Like, that's 10 out of 10. Those are, those are some clever kids. Clever kids and some dumb parents. God. Maybe both. Uh, a smart kid. They'd, they'd, they'd milk that's that fine. for oh, all that's it's worth. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so some people also thought that Furbies were made of, like, real cat and dog hair. I don't know if, um, what's that one? PETA got involved or whatever. Is that, who's PETA? PETA I don't even know if that's the right organization. I don't think they got involved, but people thought it was real hair. And then, um, I guess kind of one of the last things, and I think this is pretty funny, too because you can kind of picture it um the federal aviation administration thought that furbies would interfere with flight equipment 
Um, so it's like you can just imagine the announcement. Turn off your laptops. Put away your Game Boys. You know, close off, shut off your cell phones and don't play with your Furby. Did, did Furbies have an on button? You know, okay, so this is what I remember is that they had this like little deal at the bottom yeah, and you it was like pressed a base. it. Yeah, it had a base or something. And I don't know if like you pressed it if it turned on, if they just kind of fell asleep if you didn't talk to them for a while. Does it feel like I feel like I saw those commercials where like the Furbies were waking up people, kids in their sleep too? Yeah, because that like, definitely oh. happened to me. Oh, right, right, With right, that, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what happened. So, but I wonder too. Like, I had cats as a kid, so mm. like easily a cat could have like knocked it. Or, motion sensor. Yeah. So, I don't know. They used an infrared camera. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, like in that like crest or whatever above their eyes. Yeah, and supposedly that's how they were like communicating with each other. I don't know if maybe like. If one Furby had been, like, alive for longer than the other, if maybe it could teach it its programmed words, like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't see it being beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not certain how the technology worked. It's probably too complicated. It's like, it's literally like, it's funny because it's like we're moving from analog into digital and it's like that, (laughs) you know, that point in there where it's kind of like a mix of the two. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, he mentioned it in the the video that we watched, uh, the, the guy, but he was like, yeah, it's just like a, he used some type of, he got really complicated with the jargon and it, it was just some like molded, like electronic equipment, like an egg, it looked like an egg, like just oh. that, like with the, with nothing on the Furby, yeah. it was just the electronical components. It was just like an egg. Yeah. With the eyes or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it was. Yeah, I have no fucking clue how those worked. There's also going to be a link, um, or there should be a link to the patent for the Furby, too, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like, um, I I think they paid someone to make and write that. I don't think the guys did it themselves. Really? Oh. But it's, pre- it's pretty interesting to look at and just, you know, everything that's, you know, patented on it. And I don't know. I, it makes me again kind of think back to what we were kind of originally talking about with like man wouldn't you want to have that patent on something that like looks like an actual dog or right yeah yeah huh it's it's weird to it's weird to think about like you know whenever we were younger we were so innocent just uh, thinking about you know how this furby was just as innocent uh, you know as us as kids uh but it kind of it blew up, I guess, uh, into the small domestic robot. Caused so much like chaos. Not chaos. I don't want to say chaos, but like such a fervor in during that time. Be it with word. kids, it fucking catching on in the holiday season, and then uh, one you know around the two thousand one and after, like this NSA stuff, and people. I'm sure people thought the cat hair thing from the very inception of it, but like just people have these like weird, weird beliefs about Furbies. And it's just, it's weird how much of a a wave that it made across society back in the, you know, 
that that time and i'm thinking about it now and it just brings up so many different avenues of conversation um that just a single furby can you know bring up so it's it's interesting yeah i think um my takeaway is kind of similar with that in the sense that like you know kind of like what we were saying earlier like as kids you don't really have expectations for technology you just kind of watch what happens with it and I mean even once you get older if that's not your field you know you're still just like what's going to be the next new thing you don't know but you know you have something like a Furby that's like this thing that reacts and you know has a personality per se and you know is next to being a human being an animal somewhere in this weird crevice spot of existing and it's like what are you as a starting point like in in your life i guess as a kid like (laughs) i don't even know where i'm going with this thought but it's like it it makes you think about the ethics of that in a way like how you interact with that and then so I guess it's hard for me to like think about this because I'm going from being like seven with a Furby to being like you know 28 watching Westworld thinking about caring for robots and it's like should you care for robots where in the middle do you develop that sense where was that tipping point where's that tipping point that is a great way to put that and then to what point should you even care and invest yourself that much in technology? Right, man. Yeah, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a, a hell of a thought because it did. It, it's like it, nobody really even put attention into it, and it just kind of happened. And I, I mean, maybe pop culture, just like you know, you know, movies or TV shows or whatever in general, just made us start. You know. Oh, I guess maybe it was just, you know, just society in general just being more caring and then robots just being there and realizing that artificial intelligence is a thing and that robots can think and, and then pop. I'm sure, like, I was reading this story, like, I don't really want to go too deep into it, but, like, of these dudes are making these advanced AIs and they can only keep them on for, like, like, minutes at a time because they get too fucking smart and like yeah and then like if they get if they can if they can do that then why can't they have feelings um is you know where i'm going you know we can't prove it right now i uh, wait what's, what's the litmus test for uh, computers or for ai <sighs> turing test the turing test um that's the um it, measuring if ai is capable oh, okay. of like holding a conversation or you know picking up on nuances of human conversation and things so like that. So would a Furby be considered AI? Um, very primitive, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, actually, yeah, that is a great point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely, because they were learning. Yeah. They were learning English, so or learning whatever language. Well, Ooh, that's deep. And that's, it's like kind of scary to think about, too, because it's like the guys who created Furbies had the best of intentions. Sure. But yeah. who's going to create and code something like that where it learns and, like, I don't know. It makes me think of, like, some toy today, like, making waves 30 years or 20, 30 years from now. Like, 
what's that world going to look like? Just how minuscule that we thought in the moment back in 98, you know, early 2000s of how innocent this thing was and how much, I guess, like, not that saying that Furby's changed the world, but like just brought these ideas into those guys, you know? Yeah. So I think that's great closing point yeah <laughs> um as we wrap up i want to remind everybody that uh to join our our f- private facebook group uh, as well as you know follow the page on instagram it's instagram.com slash into guys it's super simple and I'm, yeah and maybe we can link to the facebook and the instagram someday oh yeah yeah it'll be in the show notes for sure so um yeah other than that Shannon, uh, i'm ready to get out of here what about you heck yeah i'm ready for next time though oh yeah what are we talking about we're gonna talk about limewire oh limewire Lime oh wire. shit i i have so many memories it's of limewire <laughs> <laughs> just like a lime ha <laughs> <laughs> man i can make myself laugh all day oh my god yeah cool no i'm excited i'm excited about limeware uh, I, I have so many so many memories like i killed a computer because of it oh didn't we all yeah all right shannon until then we'll see you next time Bye. see ya The Zeitgeist is a bi-weekly podcast recorded in the DFW, Austin, and San Antonio areas in the state of Texas. The podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, David Lonnie Waters. My co-host and researcher for the show is Shannon Boff.